Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Well, our first guest, as I've said, is going to be talking to us about uh, the impact of the environment and science, and uh, we are talking about global warming. I'd like to welcome expert farmer from Stellenbosch, Angus uh, McIntosh. Thank you very much for joining us, Angus. Patricia, good evening. I'd like to welcome all our listeners to weigh in on the conversation as we speak about global warming and its effects on us. And even if you're a farmer, remember that WhatsApp number is simply 0614-104-107. Or you can also um, give us a call on 0891-104-207. Angus, we are speaking about uh, you know all the information that is out there about global warming. As it stands right now, has climate change had a, a shift from where we were because I know a lot of people are overclouded by what's happening with the COVID-19 and <clears throat> other issues and aspects of our environment are not really looked into. Mm. Patricia, so um, thank you for having me on the show. I must say it's very late for a farmer to be awake. I can't imagine that too many farmers listening to your show at this time. Well, but I think we, we, we can record it and, and, <laughs> and hopefully we can play it in the morning. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to have it on podcast and we appreciate your time. We appreciate thank you. your no, time. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. Uh, it's actually given me an opportunity to catch up on, on, on some admin. So, Patricia, we farm uh, near Stellenbosch, and um, we have had almost no rain this year so far. Uh, we, this, this looks like it's going to be the fifth year of uh, very poor rains. The previous four years, we've had a half our normal winter rainfall, and um, we're supposed to be a winter rainfall area. So the climate change is a very, very real thing. Um, what what we believe is is, is is that the way that we farm, and I can talk about that if, if, if you're interested, what is broadly termed regenerative agriculture, is a very simple solution to this problem in that what regenerative agriculture does is it takes carbon out of the atmosphere and puts it in the soil, which is the safest place for carbon to be. The hallmark of modern agriculture uh, is the exact opposite. It takes carbon out of the soil and pushes it into the atmosphere. And a lot of other human activities do do that too. They push carbon into the atmosphere. So regenerative agriculture reverses all of that. And the reason we like talking about carbon is very simple. The more carbon you have in your soil, the more water-holding capacity you have in your soil, and the more nutrient-holding capacity you have in your soil. So I'll be a bit more specific. Um, organic matter is what, what turns the soil dark and healthy and brown. Every one gram of organic matter holds eight grams of water. So if every farm in the Western Cape or Africa, for that matter, was farming regeneratively, in other words, building the carbon content, which is 58% of organic matter in the soil, we would be building the water-holding capacity of our soil, and our rivers would run clean. Most rivers run brown. Rivers aren't brown by design. Rivers are supposed to have clear water um, running through them. Are you still there, Angus? I'm still here. I I mean, I'm just aware that I can talk 
until midnight, and I'm just worried that, that, that I'm speaking too much. <laughs> well, you're definitely not speaking too much because it's something that uh, we all want to get more information on because we currently understand that with uh, the global warming and climate change and no mm-hmm. rains having fallen, there is obviously going to be some sort of shortage in uh, food security and uh, the price of food is going to go up. Hence, this conversation is very important. So let me take you back to you talking about the regenerative uh, ways of agriculture and farming. How does it actually work? Are there certain mechanisms that farmers can mm. employ to um, get this particular technology? Mm. Patricia, it's, a, it's, it's really very simple. It involves the use of animals. It, it, it involves the animals being rotationally grazed. So what it means is that you put a lot of animals in a small space for a short period of time. So we have cattle, we have pigs, we have chickens on the farm, but let's just talk about the cattle. We move our cattle three times every day to a fresh uh, pasture. And what we do then is we wait at least six weeks before the animals graze that same pasture again. And that's really important because by putting a lot of animals in a small space for a short period of time, you, you, you are, there's no selective grazing. Everything's being grazed. So, so it looks like the lawnmowers have been through. And in that time, there's been a huge concentration of manure and urine that goes onto the pasture. We don't, that's, that's, the fertil, that's the only fertilizer that's needed. That's the only fertilizer that we put down. Remember, conventional fertilizers are very destructive to the microbes in the soil. They, they burn up the soil carbon. Um, you just have to keep adding more and more and more of them. Whereas the natural fertilizer, which is the manure and urine of the animals, um, because it's so concentrated, it enables the pasture to recover. So six weeks later, there's been a massive regrowth. And that process of growing is pushing carbon into the soil. So the byproduct of photosynthesis, one of them, are plant sugars, which are, go into the roots uh, and, and are traded um, for micronutrients in the roots. And they also build the roots of the plant, the carbon in the, in the, in the soil. Now, Angus, can any farmer employ these uh, particular means to ensure that farming continues despite what we are facing right now? So, Patricia, absolutely. It's a very low-technology, simple system. You need solar panels, little solar panels, um, and and, an electric fence. The the, the biggest challenge, well, there are two challenges. The, The first challenge is in the farmer's mindset. Uh, that, that, that they don't have a crawl, they don't bring the cattle back at night, that they live out on the felt and they have to rotationally graze them. And they obviously need to set up the watering system so that they can accommodate that. The second problem, obviously, Patricia, is theft. Now, unfortunately, um, farmers, uh, uh, it, 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 criminality is a very serious issue in the country. You know, it's one of the reasons why you don't see any sheep in our area because of theft. Um, and, 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 and that is obviously uh, a, a big risk for this method. Hmm. Now, in terms of um, the, the, the climate, what has been predicted? Do you think that we are going to expect harsher climate, um, um, uh, you know, in, in the future? And how is it going to affect farming? So, so, Patricia, I lived in England for a long time. And there they used to say that whenever the weatherman says this is going to happen, you choose the opposite and you were right more often than the weatherman. So, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's very difficult for people to pretend that they can predict the future. Um, I think that's extremely arrogant to, to say that they know what the weather's going to do. 
what what I believe has happened in the Western Cape is there are three factors that have contributed to this drought. And unfortunately, I don't see any of those three factors changing. So it's my belief that we're in for a prolonged drought period. Um, and th- those three factors are um, in, in not necessarily in order of importance, but one of them is, is what I've been talking with you and I've been discussing, is, and this is the issue of regenerative agriculture and building the carbon content in the soil. Very, very few farmers do that. And so the consequence is that the water holding capacity of the soils is in decline constantly. The second problem in the Western Cape, in fact, it's a, it's a national problem, but it's a big problem in the Western Cape, is what they call alien vegetation or invasive species. So the last Lemaitre report on this showed that 40%, uh, a full 40% of the precipitation in the Western Cape is taken out by alien vegetation. And there's not an adequate program to remove alien vegetation and, and, and follow up. And, and, and that's a really big problem. And then, of course, the third thing is, um, is, a property, is this uh, property development. There, there is, it's unbridled property development in the Western Cape that people believe that they have to go out and not up. And so they're constantly destroying the ecology to build property. Very interesting factors there. And just as we close off, uh, Angus, what can you say to people who are looking into going into farming, and especially when it has to do with the climate change and where we are right now with global warming? So, Patricia, we we don't even need to... uh, um, We should talk to the consumer because it's the consumer that's going to change, empower the farmer. Just remember, every time you eat, you choose a farmer. Wendell Berry says it best. He says we're all farmers by proxy. What he means by that is that you have authorized a farmer to farm on your behalf. So when you go and buy a, bit, a certain steak, you have, from this ex-producer, you've given that producer permission to farm in the way that they deem um, is appropriate. And there's only regenerative farmers or destructive farms. You know, you're only building the carbon in your soil or you're destroying the carbon in your soil. So the power is in the consumer's hand. And I'd encourage consumers to educate themselves on, on this thing. Uh, and as far as farmers going into regenerative agriculture, you know, the internet's full of, of great examples. And obviously people are very welcome to come visit us in Stellenbosch when, when we're allowed to travel. Thank you so very much, Angus. Uh, that was a great information. And I think a lot of uh, would-be farmers and current farmers now have a better understanding of what is going on with global warming and also what a sort of um, means that farmers are in, you know, putting in place to ensure food security. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, Patricia. Have a good evening.